Sports fans rejoice. You're listening to my team, my voice with MTMV Sports. What is good, everybody? This is Ross Jackson from Locked On Saints. You are listening to MTMV Sports. My team, my voice, your team, their voice. They got you covered every day, every time that you need it. Keep it locked. Hey, how y'all doing? It's Rick Sincere with MTNV Sports, man. I'm blessed, overlated. Well, I'm sorry, I say overlated, elated, <laughs> overjoyed um, to be joined today um, by Coach AJ Nicole, current president of the Michigan chapter of Urban Not Average. Urban Not Average is an organization that exists to improve the lives of inner city student um, athletes and their families nationwide by way of finances, housing, education, nutrition, and mentorship. Coach Nicole is a community leader in the highest order. So hopefully you get a chance to, I can't wait to get into that part, but she's a community leader, a former college and high school basketball coach, a motivational speaker, mentored by the number one motivational speaker in the world, E.T. If you know E.T., then you know what's up, right? So E.T., the hip-hop preacher, Eric Thomas, a former college and professional athlete as well, an author and an active mentor. It's my pleasure to have you on the show today. How you doing, coach? Man, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm thankful to be here. Cool. Thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> My absolute pleasure. My absolute pleasure. Coach, tell us a little bit about um, Urban Not Average and how you got involved with the organization. Um, Man, it's, it's Urban Not Average is just, uh, I can't even describe the leadership and just the, the opportunity and how it orchestrated itself. It was God. It was divine. Hmm. Uh, first of all, I was just in my mission. Um, doing my work, as we call it, the work, and um, a client of mine, a good friend of another person that knew a person, and, you know, they say your reputation precedes you, so this was strictly off of me doing the work with somebody, coaching, and my name was referred um, across states, you know, so I'm, I'm in Michigan, my name made its way, you know, all the way to L.A., um, wow. you know, it's just a it's just a divine opportunity and just being in my work and being in my gift and um it like I said it was nothing but God I can't even say that it was like oh a meeting not it was literally uh, a referral based on just what I do and who I am and what the need was and it just a perfect alignment really so um urban not average to me is everything that I wanted to do in community work um like times a thousand um it's mm. equivalent to what the boys and girls club is what the big you know, the big brother, big sister foundation is it's the future of, you know, organizations for our kids. So especially under athletics and it being such a, uh, a big way to engage youth and community. Um, so it was just a perfect alignment, just a perfect situation, you know, based on great people um, and me just being in the right position and being in my, in my purpose. This is how it happened. So yeah, that's, that's how it got brought together. Wow. Well, in your opinion, why do you believe sports are so important um, for um, urban youth? Um, because it, it, you know, recreation, physical fitness, and we kind of look at it as, you know, entertainment. A lot of us think it's entertainment, but it's really, it has so many elements to it. You know, you're talking about character development, you're talking about developing a skill set, um, whether where it doesn't even matter the sport, you know, it, it could be anything. I think that the ultimate thing is being challenged, being coached, um, the principles of character, work ethic. It's like everything that you need in life. Um, sports has the principles to um, everything that you need to learn and how you develop um, in that skill set is the same the same approach you're going to have for life so I think sports is like the perfect dynamic because 
it's disguised as entertainment. You know, it's just, it's disguised as fun. And it is like, ultimately it is, but you know, to be great at it, obviously there's some principles that are in play. There's always rules in play with sports. And I think that, you know, a lot of times we think that it doesn't relate to life, but all sports relate to life. So I think just the principles behind sports and uh, what you can gain from it and more or less because it's a vehicle. I think it's the first vehicle that we come in contact with that, alter, you know, ultimately get us from where we are to where we're trying to go, whether it be in education, uh, you know, that sport can lead you to coaching, whether you play it or not. There's just so many dynamics that come out of picking up a ball or participating in a game um, that it could turn into anything. So I think just the significance of all the principles that sports holds it's like and on top of that you know it's the icing on the cake when it's entertaining and when it's fun and when it brings people together so I think sports is like yeah, it's it's, it's gonna always be around because it's entertaining but then it is the, the principles of it is what I think people really love and seeing people actually work the heck out of those principles and be great I think you know it just that that's the that's the inspiring part about sports is that everybody gets to choose how they approach it so yeah, sports is just major to me. Yeah, it was it saved my life, so it definitely is. I can I can see your love for it. I can see your love for sports. I can see your love for um you know urban youth in sports, and I can I can I can tell that sports is a huge deal, right? Not only for you know for youth, but even growing up, those principles stay with you throughout life. And so yeah, I I still try to find my way, you know, in some way to some type of you know um, sporting event or something. Just it. it Anyway, so uh, <laughs> let's dive in. Um, you are currently the president of the Michigan chapter of Urban Not Average. How that happened, by the way? Um, did it happen just through the communication? Like before, did you just come in as president? Did you work your way up to president? Um, and then tell me some of the duties, um, some of your duties there. So I initially came in as a board of director um, for the Michigan chapter. Um, and I just think naturally work, you know, working and just developing what I do um, automatically just is just how God works. It's just increase and in evolution. And this wasn't nothing I was looking for, asking for, but um, just with growth comes, you know, the positions you're, you're elevated. So initially I came in as a board of director and just, you know, being a sponge to what the message was behind Urban Out Average and seeing where I could add value. Uh, what I thought about expansion and just growth and um, just hearing Chandra's idea as the owner and just kind of the, the board, the other board members, um, just profound, you know, just the, the, what happens when you have a meeting of the minds of something like that. So I think just, it's just it was just a natural evolution. Um, I, to be assigned president of a Michigan chapter, that was just recently. Um, you know, I'm, I'm all with it. I play sports. So it's like, I was never a captain of a team. Cause I just didn't have an attitude. You know what I'm saying? I thought I did. I thought a captain was like, I guess the best player. I don't know. I wasn't thinking attitude, character, you know what I'm saying? Motivation. Those things didn't even cross my mind, but I think just naturally, um, you know, got to position you when you're not even looking, asking for it. Um, and to me, to be able to do this, I know I'm more than equipped just because of the people that I have, um, around me. Um, and the duties consist of us, one, running campaigns um, to raise awareness for the need for something like this and what we're offering, you know, jobs, uh, mm. you know, different opportunities for our young people to travel to, you know, to have some experiences that they would never be exposed to. And that, that goes from that goes for all over the country, not just Michigan. Our, our Michigan kids will be able to fly, go across the country and participate in things that, you know, they probably never thought. And these opportunities weren't available to me so to be able to be a connection and a resource to be able to align the system so 
putting together plans. We have a new building project here in Lansing that um, the partnership with um, my Michigan chapter and my leadership to be able to put that in a place. Um, so the tasks are going to consist of running, you know, tournaments, all the fun stuff, like mm. games, um, events that are catered around community engagement and personal development. Like ultimately it's about self-awareness. It's about positioning people for growth. Um, our urban communities need it. Um, and they need people that look like them, talk like them, that can, you know, engage them. But also know that it's people that don't look like us, don't talk like us, that are helping make all of this happen, too. So it's just a, it's like I said, it's a perfect storm for our community. So um, definitely um, honored to be able to continue to execute because the tasks are all similar to what I was already doing. So it doesn't conflict with anything. It's, it's really, you know, perfectly aligned. It's very parallel to what I'm already doing. So it just, like I said, it just adds resources and more opportunities than I could ever give by being a part of this organization and, and leading a Michigan chapter. So, and we haven't even really, we ain't scratched the surface yet, bro. So they ain't even seen nothing yet. They, they ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> Yo, so I, I want to know, are, are organizations like, for instance, um, the Michigan chapter, would they be playing against another chapter in another state? Like is it tournaments like that cross like cross the country tournaments? We're we're looking at we got uh, Coach Steve that's out in Boston. Um, we got a great network in Atlanta and Texas and especially in LA. Yes, we're we're looking to take these things not just basketball and sports but the events. Um, you know to be fully supported and engagement by Urban Not Average all across the country. All of our board members and our uh, chapter leads are in different states, so it just makes it perfect to be able to campaign across these states. Um, and, and like I said, the community and the support, you don't see that. So what Urban Not Average is going to be, it's going to be next level just because we're literally across the country and not only that, international. So you're not going to just see this in across the United States of America, but you're going to see this across the globe. This is what the vision that we have collectively and with our leadership, uh, we're looking at, you know, a worldwide thing. This is a worldwide message. Wow. So you grew up in Michigan and now you're a lead advocate for the youth of Michigan. Um, as a child, did you foresee, how, how did you foresee your future, right? How did you foresee your future? We'll start there. Um, and then, you know, tell me, does the, the person you are now match what you foresaw? I, to be honest, I think as a child, I, I was a daydreamer, um, especially when I was in foster care. Uh, I saw me being like, and my word was CEO. You know, I thought the CEO word. I don't think I knew what it meant back then. I just knew that they got to do and choose what they wanted. So in my mind, it was like, just to, to, to be able to lead a life, I got to do what I wanted to do, but I didn't understand purpose back then. So I didn't really see any of this at all. Like none of this. I never saw my footsteps mattering. I, I just never, you know, thought my words. I always cared enough that I felt like I care enough to be heard, not to just scream to be heard. Um, so no, I, I think as a child, I just didn't, I don't think I saw anything. I think the, the, the image that comes to mind was a CEO, but I, didn't, I don't think I understood it. But I think that's where the seed was probably planted to lead because CEO means to lead to me. It means to be able to lead, to direct, to, to organize, to orchestrate, to execute. And um, the progress of getting here, um, what was the second part of your question? Just so I make sure I answer it right. Oh, so um, did you, I, I wanted to ask initially, did you, um, you know, what, what did you foresee? And is the person you are now, does that match, right, what you foresaw? No. <laughs> <laughs> 
I thought I was going to be the first girl in the NBA. So no, it don't match. And you know, this is for WNBA, obviously. Right. Yeah. Um, no, I didn't. I, but the crazy thing is I always seen myself in professional sports. Mm. I don't know if I ever saw myself as a player though. I think that's different. You can okay. In, in the realm of it, but I didn't visualize me being a player. And I think that's the interesting part of how this works because with urban not average, we're tied to professional sports with ET. We're tied. I'm tied to the NBA, NFL, you know, major league baseball, a high NCAA sports. So me being here absolutely doesn't match, but it just shows you how much can change when you start thinking different of yourself. And that's Look, what happened. You are, um, you're an author, you're a motivational speaker. When did you know you were a gifted motivational speaker? Now, wait, before I, I, I let you a- a- answer this question, I want to validate the fact that you are a gifted motivational speaker. I've seen you like talk to me, right? <laughs> like I'm, I'm, I've kind of looked at you on Instagram and, and the presence you have on Instagram is really cool, right? You, you go on sometimes, you talk about commitment versus dedication. You dive into certain stuff and hear you, hearing you engage, I can, I can feel motivated, right? So when did you know that you were a gifted motivational speaker? I, I'm going to be honest. It's still, when I hear it, it's like when, I'm a, when I was hooping. It was like, I never told myself I was good. I wanted people to tell me how I played, what they thought. And it wasn't about what they thought. It's about confirming what I'm doing, right? Mm-hmm. So I, the crazy thing is, I when I was traveling with ET, I was like, man, I don't want to be a speaker. Like, this, this looks like a lot. Like, it looks like a lot. Like, And what I learned is he's not a speaker. He is a businessman sharing his experience, and it comes mm-hmm. off as speaking. So everything that I do, it probably comes off as speaking, but my gift is talking. My gift mm-hmm. is engaging people. And that's what I learned with what I do professionally with the assessment. I learned my gift. I'm like, oh, you don't just talk a lot. That's your gift, right? Mm-hmm. You don't just have to talk. It's your gift. So I think now hearing it and being affirmed by people and I'm walking it, um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think now I'm just now I'm starting to realize, oh, you, you really, I'm passing energy. I'm passing power when I say motivational speaking. I'm thinking empowerment because I'm like, I'm passing you power. And that's what you pass in me by listening. So mm. when you listen to me, it's power bouncing off of you. And the same thing, it, it helps me listen too. So I never really thought of it like that until recently. I took Jeremy Anderson's class and he was like, I need you to go on Facebook and say that you're a motivational speaker. Tell everybody that you're a motivational speaker. So I'm telling everybody right now. <laughs> realize. I am a motivational speaker. <laughs> yeah, you you really are. Look, while you were talking, you said um, you said you spend thousands, you can spend thousands of hours in a gym, you can spend thousands of hours, right, and still not get any place, right? Like, are you truly dedicated? Like, does the does your mindset match your your dedication? I was like, yo, am I dedicated? I'm I'm dead serious. It did happen. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, yo, okay, wait. I'm doing this and I'm, I'm interviewing people and I'm, I'm doing the work. Am I really dedicated? Like, am I, I'm like, you know what? If you can force me to have a moment like that by myself, right? Then you absolutely are a motivational speaker. So wow. yeah, you declare it to the world, tell everybody for sure. For sure. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm a witness. All right. So I need to ask you, right? You're working with the number one motivational speaker in the world. How'd that happen? Right. How'd you meet him? And how'd you get started working with ET? Man, God is just, I don't, you know what? I'd be asking myself, like, what did I do, God? Like, some questions is like, why, God, why? But this one, I was just like, you know, it started with me wanting to meet Oprah. And mm. I was 
Oprah can help us with this gun violence issue. That's where I was leaning. I watched all the life class. I was a faithful Oprah. You know, my mom got me tight on Oprah. So it was like, yes, Oprah is the person to me. I knew nothing about motivational speaking, but it was one summer that me and my brothers, you know, we, you broke, busted and disgusted. You like, nah, we're going to do something about this. I didn't know about motivation. I got on YouTube one day and this dude was working out. And then I heard the voice mm. and it was just one line of All of it was great, but it was one line. And he was like, man, you don't want success as bad as you want, as bad as you like sleep. That was but, it. I was like, dang, I do sleep a lot. I sleep in. I never get up early. You know, just different things. I'm just like, okay, it motivated me enough to go to Chicago. We drove to Chicago. I was like, I'm going to meet Oprah. And we're going to tell her that we want to do this life class. I told a couple people we going. It was a crazy trip. No money. It was just an active guy. We got down there, forgot my suitcase. Uh, I was like, I can't meet Oprah like this. Like, what are we going to do? Got there. We were able to talk to a supervisor, a producer. And I told her, she was like, well, what do you want to do? I was like, well, I want to do a life class on purpose. But I didn't know my purpose then. Mm. I didn't know my purpose then. But I knew the problem with the gun violence was people don't know their purpose. They don't value life for some reason because they don't have a purpose. They don't know why they should value life. So we didn't meet Oprah, long story short, but I did get to speak to Amanda Cash and it changed my life. But that voice that got me to Chicago met me at my brother's wedding. And I found out that he was a pastor of my brother's church. He had been inviting me for months to come to the church, right? And I was like, no, nah, I'm not going to church. I don't want to go to church. I don't want to go to church like that. I don't want to go to church. And it was on a Saturday too. I was like, nah, bro, we ain't doing that on Saturday. We're not doing our Saturdays. I always said that seeing people go to church on Saturday, I would never be that person. Never, right? Bet. <laughs> no. And literally he was at the wedding. I was at a critical point in my life and I had just heard the video months ago, right? Um, I decided to keep a pregnancy that I wasn't planning on keeping. And it was like, I set foot in the church six, seven months after that. And I was like, I'm just gonna go to learn. I'm gonna go to learn and listen. And for the first time in my life, I went to listen. I didn't wanna even talk to him. I wasn't trying to get in his circle it was none like that. I literally went to the church late on purpose and left early. So I couldn't talk to nobody, but you know what happened? My son, the one that I was going to abort, he uh, did something at church one day and Didi, ET's wife, uh, his daughter grabbed, they grabbed him and their bond started then. And it naturally, you know, just kind of took its course. Me just sitting in the front of the church, me just studying, me just being a student. Being a student led to the prayer line. And then I got on a prayer line one day and he was on the prayer line and I, I shared my testimony. I started to share my testimony because at first I was like, there's no way I'm going to talk on this line that ET is on. Hmm. I'm just not going to talk. And I couldn't believe some of the things I was hearing people say about what they did, what their life was like. I'm like, transparency. <laughs> I finally was just like, you know what? I'm here. This happened to me. This is my situation. I surrendered. And from there, you know, the assessment, me taking the assessment, uh, first lady, Didi, she was like, I want to sponsor you and to breathe you. She's like, I want to sponsor you. I just love the way you're working. And just, I was diligent. I wasn't asking for anything. Mm -hmm. I went to that church just trying to be a part of that environment. That's it. Right. And I, she's asked to sponsor me. And when she sponsored me, my life took off from there. She was like, we're going to help you find out your purpose. We're going to help you figure out what your purpose is. 
And then the next trip, she was like, we taking you to Philly with us for the Ignite the Dream tour. I had never flown first class. To be honest, bro, I didn't even have a suitcase. I didn't even have suitcases. Wow. I didn't even have suitcases. And it's not to tell they business, but I, 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 Didi was like, you know, I told her, I was like, I don't even have suitcases for this trip. And she was like, meet me at TJ Maxx. And ET rolled up, dropped her off. We in TJ Maxx looking for suitcases. Like, this is like, and it's get, making me emotional. I said, I'm not going to cry. But when I say alignment with God and you just doing what you're supposed to be doing and you asking for mentors, asking for these opportunities that people pay thousands of dollars for, right? Asking for all these opportunities. And I was finally ready. I was ready to learn. I was ready to absorb things. And I didn't want anything from him other than to learn. And that trip changed my life. I was exposed to first class. I was able to be in a five-star hotel. Um, I was able to experience something I never experienced so I could bring it back. And that just changed the way I looked at everything. And that next, that next opportunity led to me doing a 1% research and development. And then it led to extreme execution and us co-creating the whole coaching program, a whole coaching curriculum. I'm in there with PhDs and people that were extremely educated not that I'm not, but it's just the position. And he's like, yo, she did this. She helped co-create this. I was, I was positioned because I was prepared. And like Oprah says, success happens when opportunity meets preparation. And that's all that happened. With ET, that was years of sacrifice, of, of going against and being talked about and making mistakes and just not giving up, just not giving up. So that opportunity came, it was an act of God from obedience for me just doing the best I could for as long as I could. And then the breakthrough just came. The breakthrough came and I, I ain't been the same since. <laughs> I ain't been the same since. Look, I'm, I love your transparency now. I appreciate you kind of opening up and telling, you know, telling your story. Um, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm, I'm one of, okay, so I have a PhD, right? I have a PhD in biology. And I'm one of the people who sat in one of those um, extreme execution, like, uh, I think there were seeker um, sessions, right? So I signed up. Um, and I saw, I think I, th- I saw you kind of in the highlights, right? Um, before ET got on and started talking. And so I was like, I said, yo, when I get the money, <laughs> I want to sign up for one of these courses, right? Because I'm like, I think at the time it was like um, you were learning how to become a motivational speaker, right? And then um, helping people. So it was basically you helping people to find out what's their superpower, right? And I'm a, I'm a professor. And as a professor, I can't wait to tell my students what their superpower is, right? So if I ever get a chance to like, <laughs> when I get the money, I'm going I'm gonna spin it, right? To go and tell people what their superpower is, it's so empowering. And that's 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 an amazing it's an amazing curriculum. So um, I haven't had a chance to do it yet, but as soon as I get a chance, I want to um, because it's an amazing opportunity. You're going to get to do it. It's going to come <laughs> like this. I literally when I first got certified, I couldn't even afford it. I couldn't even afford it. And I just said it. I was like, man, I can't afford this, but I want to do it. And a way was made mm. And a way was made. Like and when I say when you choose and you decide, like you're saying right now, and you affirm, the way will be made. And just Amen. Be Amen. I will receive it. I'm not going to lie to you. I will receive it. Um, look, I need to know, um, you, you've you coached basketball. You're current, I, I've seen you. Like, you're still involved in coaching basketball, right? Yeah. You're, you're not away from that, um, that situation. Um, but you used to be a former um, college basketball coach, right? So college basketball coach, four years um, in Lansing Community College, right? 
Um, so you've done that and you were a player. Uh, do you miss being a college basketball coach? Uh, yes, I do. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I love my high school players. I love my young people. Um, but my level of expectation as far as discipline and working out and just that the elements that I know guarantee success in that realm of sports, I just can't tolerate half commitment. So the only thing I miss, and I'm not saying that all colleges don't because I've consulted with big programs and they have issues as well. But, you know, there's minimal issues with work ethic and, you know, things of that nature. And, you know, this is why it's so important for me to be at this level too, because we've lost, you know, this generation has lost, a lot of them have kind of lost the desire for even the value of process of working out. And I knew nothing about it while I was playing. I just was a girl. Thank God I'm a girl because I probably would have been cut you know, certain things. But once I realized and they caught on, but some, you know, these kids younger now that things are speeding up, they don't get a chance to, you know, be delayed. You can't afford to be delayed and becoming aware. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I miss it. I miss it, but I'm glad that I'm in the position now where I'm preparing high school athletes to become college athletes. So I think I'm in a perfect space right in between because I get to help them develop the skills to go to college and then to maintain them so I think that that's the beautiful I'm in a sweet spot right here versus being committed just to just to high school or just to one team or just to college just to one team it just gives me free range to kind of deal with all the athletes even though I'm coaching at a particular school right now I have relationships with you know student athletes all across this state and across our city so it's just a beautiful thing to be in a sweet spot right in between while I'm building my prep and I probably have to steal some players from across the district but (laughs) relationships right and yep. it can provide so you're just gonna have to come with it if you want to keep them that's just the way it's gonna be in the next couple of years so <laughs> giving everybody heads up right now <laughs> we coming after them yeah <laughs> come right now you know what i'm saying let me ask a question let's say you get a call because your name's ringing right like your name's buzzing you got you got something going here so let's just say for instance you get a call from a WNBA team they want you to come in as a coach What's the answer? I have to do a year, bro. I got, I got to. <laughs> I, no, I can't not do that. I got to. The crazy thing is the possibility of working with a pro team has crossed my plate over the last year because of one of my clients being a two-time WNBA champion. Mm. You know, she's coached NBA, you know, so, you know, with her affiliation, it's, it's a strong possibility. And I'm thinking ownership, to be honest. I would love to coach, but after seeing the games and and just different things that I feel like I could service the players and the organization, I'm just thinking like, yeah, I would love to. I probably would if they offered it to me. I probably would at least minimally do a year, a, a year. But I would love to stay a part of that organization and become an owner. That's that that'll be my foot in the door. So if I get offered a coaching position, I'm coming for ownership. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> cool. 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 All right, so now here's my next thing. You have a vision um, to open up an empowerment center for youth, right? Tell us about your vision and, and why there's a need for a center like that in Lansing, Michigan. Um, the vision is, and it's crazy that it's, it's actually unfolding right now because this was just a vision. Now it's, it's a reality right now because mm. I'm actually um, a partner with an organization called Advancement Corporation and the Poor People's Campaign in which I made a call to action this summer and said, I need a gym and I need one now. 
and I already had the plans, I already have the idea, I already got the architect to draw up some plans for the gym space and how it's supposed to look. And I got the programs and everything like that. I, I just went live and, and God again orchestrated the situation so I can actually run my prep out of this 220,000 square foot space. The classroom wow. space is already there. The gym is already there. And I specifically asked God, I need a gym that's already built. I want a new one. I want to build one. But I need one today that's already built. And oh, did he answer in a way that I couldn't even. And shout out to DJ Knox. He's um, like, he's the one that literally pulled me into this and helped me pour my vision into his. So, you know, there's, this is, I, I didn't anticipate, I was thinking 10 to 20,000 square feet, right? And right now I get to be not only a part of running the prep in this space, but being a part of the programming for the whole community center. Like wow. this was never... Um, and shout out to LaShawn Irby, just the people that I'm, I'm working with right now um, to be positioned in a space like this where I had visions of programs that were needed for gun violence, for mental health, for education, for high school completion, for job training, for job skills, for entrepreneurship, just all the things, sports training specific for ones that are serious, mm-hmm. intramural leagues for our youth to be able to come, adult leagues, three on three media outlets things of that nature now i got all that i get to help position i get to assist in positioning not just me not just me though this this is the blessing i don't get to position just myself i get to position all the things that are in that our community needs our youth need our parents need our educators are in need of Mm. our our people that are running these organizations like myself and people that that do what you do people that everyday people that are serving need these resources so to be able to put them in a place and not just talk about the vision no more mm. it's crazy man and this just happened within the last three months so it's just it's it's crazy not only that but thinking about building and developing a new one after this that's already being discussed now so going into this i get to be a part of this this, this development and then i get to go on and i get to develop it's just, it's, it's just a crazy, it's, it's a crazy thing to be able to provide all the resources that I can focus on mental strength training, self-awareness and education. What are the things that we need to assist people in education, not the primary education, all the elements that help people that are pursuing education be successful, right? Your life outside of school, your home, your well-being, your mental health, your emotional health, your environment, we're going to make sure that we can provide that for Lansing. Lansing needed because technically I'm hearing that we number nine in the city for death, for, for murder. Mm. And it's because we're a small city, right? A very small city um, that we, we would rank that high, but that's, that doesn't speak for our city. There's so many great people here that I'm, I, I'd be doggone if I just, just accept that statistic and, and live with that. No, it's just things that need to happen and it's happening right now. So yeah, I'm living in the vision. Literally, right now, I'm walking in it. Right now, it's being prepared to be renovated, um, but it's 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 real right now. So it's it it'll be a matter of six months. I ain't gonna give it a year. We we gonna be doing some things in six months. So you are gonna hear more about it in, in the next six months for sure. Congratulations, congratulations. I, I I don't I don't know what type of prayers you pray, but they seem like big prayers. <laughs> <laughs> they're huge you pray big prayers and god keeps saying yeah yes yes like wow that's that's incredible that's incredible um so what we're about to do is we're going to get into the segment i call quick hitters right um i've prepared let's say 12 questions right 
and you can choose. You can choose the number, uh, but they are questions that range from, you know, topics. Do you follow the NBA, right? Yeah. Cool. So there's some questions that they're like, follow, that they're um, sports questions. Some are personal questions. Some are random questions, right? They're quick hitters. But the way I want you to answer them is give us the first thing that comes to your mind, right? Um, when I ask the question. Okay. Got you ready? <laughs> All right, cool. So you can pick your number um, one through 12 um, and then go from there. So let's, let's go with the, um, your first number. We'll answer, let's say six of these, right? Okay. All right, cool. And six we'll just never know about, but here we go. You ready? Um, one through 12, give me a number. Six. Six. Awesome. Um, your favorite male sports athlete. Allen Iverson. Wow. Why? <laughs> I just love his relentless. Like he just never, even though he never won a championship, it's just the attitude and just, he just got better. He got better. I can honestly say that for that little six, one guy. Yep. Yeah. I love AI. Absolutely. Okay. Bet, bet, bet. I had a chance to meet him at a church one time. Right. I see him play in person and I'm Whoa. for the Sixers though. Really? Yes, before he came to Detroit, he won the same Iverson, you know what I'm saying? But when he was with the Sixers, like before he went to Denver, I got to see him play. So I thought that was bad, bad, bad. Yo, uh, okay, here we go. Another, give me another one. Five. Five? Awesome. Your favorite female sport athlete? Favorite female? Um, uh, oh, what's her name? Uh, Simone Augustus. Okay. Okay. Why? Initially, when she first came into the, like, when I first, when I started to care about professional sports, being that I wasn't playing in it, she was the first one to be like, oh my goodness, I love her style of play. Like, and I wonder if she came from LSU. I can't remember if she came from LSU or where she came from, but I was like, yeah, I just love the raw style of play because it just reminded me how I played. She's just bigger than me. Mm. Yeah. Here's my, here's my question. I, I was going to ask this question earlier, but I, I missed it. Do you miss playing at all? Absolutely. I still play. Okay. I've got two pair of shoes. I probably buy another pair. We just, yeah, me and my coaches, we ran some, we ran camps and clinics all summer. Um, we, we whooped my, shout out to my daughter. I love them, but we whooped them good. They didn't beat us no games that we came <laughs> and did the open gym. With got it technically. And anybody want to challenge us? We ready for the alumni. You know, but I'm I'm actually working out now, so I'm looking to to be able to play because I I coach boys and you can't just be talking. I yeah. gotta get out there and show them. Yeah, and it, it it's still it's still there. I can make five shots in a row without shooting at all, so I still got it. Yeah, I still got it. Wait a minute. So, <laughs> are you going to work on these kids? What's going on? <laughs> I try not to because I'm not conditioned. Because they talk a lot of junk. These kids talk. Mm. Focusing on getting being conditioned once I'm conditioned, but I still, I yeah, we go a half court game tough. We can go a half court game, king of the court. Yeah, I'm bet. I love it. I love it. <laughs> All right, give me, um, give me another number one through 12. You've already used five and six, seven, seven. Here we go. Your favorite sport and why? Favorite sport, and I know y'all probably think it would be basketball. I love basketball. My favorite sport to watch, though, is football. It's my favorite sport. Even though I don't like how people get hurt, I love the I, – I just love the way football is. I just – I don't know what it is about football, the plays, the highlights, 
Now, I like the hits. Now that I know people get injured, I don't really care for the hits. But like a Tom Brady clutch, just the arm, a Peyton Manning, that was my favorite quarterback. The Colts was my team. Uh, you remember Harrison and um, Isaac Bruce. So, you know, just different things. St. Louis Rams. So I'm really, I love football. I think if I was a boy, I probably would have played football. No, no, no question. Strong safety. I still play Madden. So I really love football though. I love to watch it. How good are you at Madden? Um, I ain't been playing, but if I was to be locked in, I'm decent. I'm not trash. I'm okay. Not, like I'm not just on the sticks just because I actually, I bought the game with an intention. I can actually bet. Okay, 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 okay. I'm not nope. going to lie to you, man. I really want to put this to the test. Either way, uh, <laughs> I really do. Work. I got you. I got you. Bet. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, Give me another number. We have, we used five, six, um, and seven at this point. Give me another number. Let's do 11. 11. Here we go. Um, Your favorite NBA team. You gave me your favorite NFL team. Give me your favorite NBA team. Hmm. And I said I wasn't gonna have a favorite team since since Phoenix and Steve Nash and Amari Stoudemire. That was mm. my favorite team. But if I had to pick a team right now, I would say it'd probably be Phoenix again. I'm not gonna lie to you, just because it's been that was my last favorite team. Um, and I really, I just really like the the style of Phoenix. But it's between Dallas and Phoenix because I, I love Luca. I love Luca. I just really love, like I just yeah. Yeah, I love Luca. I like Luca. I like Luca. I don't love Luca, right? I, I I really want to, but I'm not quite there yet. And I feel like I don't know what's gonna get me there. I don't know if him getting, I don't know if him beating a team I don't expect him to beat, right? I'm saying in the playoffs. Maybe yeah. that'll maybe that'll push me into that Luca camp. Um, got, gotta win something before you convince. Like it's, it's ultimately he's okay by himself. I think just a holistic approach. I just absolutely love his style. Like mm. I'm in love with because he's patient and you can tell that he is very repetitious as far as like handling the ball and he never picks up his dribble. So it's between him and Steph Curry, just their handle. Cause I can tell what kind of workouts they probably do. And that's, that's what I'm more in awe of as far as him mm. as, as Dallas, it's like, they gonna need a better team. Now if Dirk, if Dirk was there, you know, the old team, the Steve Nash Dallas, Luca will fit right in. He would fit right into that that style because yeah, but they need to win something before it's like no. Nah, but I I'm in love with his style of play for sure. You, you know what, coach? You can see stuff I can't see because I'm not a basketball guy. You know what I mean? So you can admire stuff I can't fully admire or see, and I love that. Thank you for the expertise, though. No, that's what it is. You yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I'm part of the general public. You got to win something for me. Exactly. <laughs> All right, I love it. You got five, six, um, seven, and eleven. We got two more. Give me something. Give me another one. One. Here we go. Your. I want a one memorable highlight from your coaching career. One memorable highlight. Do I have to be positive? Look, I'm, it don't. Boy, <laughs> this 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 young lady stands out in my mind um, because she almost made me just. She almost made me walk away from the job after cussing her out before I became, you know, the person that I am today. Thank you, God, for the person I am. But Amen. I just remember her saying something to me. I can't remember exactly what she said. It was so disrespectful. And I said, I looked her in the eyes and I said, say that to me again. I said, I want you to say that to me again. I was like, because I don't care about this job that much to take disrespect. 
I couldn't believe what came out of my mouth, bro. I couldn't believe it. But we were in a gym, right? And it was yeah. and I went back to player mode. Like you talk to me like that again, it's gonna be a problem. Not to fight you, but we it's gonna be a problem. It's something to to take. I'm not nice as I, I I can appear to be, but when we talking in this realm, I'm different, right? I know I know my weapons of mass destruction. <laughs> that was probably my most memorable moment, but it really helped me understand that there was so much more work needed before she got there. Mm. And she came back to me, literally, I seen her last year and I mentioned that moment to her. And she was like, coach, now I understand because I coach girls now. Wow. Now, out of here. She said, yeah, I coach now. And now I understand everything you were saying. She was like, I just, I want to just thank you just for, because I had a conversation with her, but I, I cut right into her and was like, yeah, you're not about to disrespect me like that. I don't care about this job like that. Like, yeah, like I didn't ask for this job. So that moment was very funny, but then it, it, it's, it's the moment that I really got into mentoring for real. Because when I was a college coach, I was there about basketball and then it turned into these kids need help. Like they got stuff going on off the court. It ain't even about basketball because they don't care if we win or lose. I have a problem with that. <laughs> what the heck is going on if y'all don't care about winning? What y'all worried about, right? So it just, now it became about the bus situation and it led me to this moment. Me being a life coach, me being in the personal development, mental strength. So in hindsight, it's a funny, it's a funny moment because it could have went really bad. Like Dave Chappelle says, he was like, when keeping it real goes wrong, it yep. could have went bad right? But it didn't. <laughs> hey, luckily for her, it didn't. Um, <laughs> either way, <laughs> seems like you were ready. <laughs> you were, okay, give me give me one more. Let's do... Did I do three? Did I do three? You did not do three. Here's where it gets weird. Give me your thoughts on Kyrie Irving and um, him not playing this season. Um... I think I I think it sucks. I honestly do. Um, because I totally understand. You know, it's just unfortunate that when you when you live a public life that people get to weigh in on certain things. I think that's mm-hmm. working against them. It's just that you live a public life. Um, because I just don't think if this was televised the way it was, if this was something else, it just wouldn't be this type of issue. But I think in hindsight, um, you know, the scrutiny and everything he's going through right now, I don't think God is I think this is bigger than a Kyrie situation. And I think somebody has to be that Kyrie. Unfortunately, it's Kyrie. Um, and I, I know he didn't choose it. I think it's just his choice being publicly on display, which is crazy because I, w- I don't think I would ever want my public, you know, my choices to be on public display for scrutiny. Um, so it's just teaching me a lot looking at it. And because I'm a coach now, you know, it's hard for me to judge people based on their choices because that's what makes me a great life coach is, you know, making people feel comfortable making choices, but also letting them know, you know, what they may have to deal with based on those choices. But I think ultimately respect one for people's choices um, is something we all got to learn collectively. And it it doesn't matter if it's being publicized or not. And, but I I think if it affects other people, um, it's just, it's just unfortunate. The, The way publicity has gone and the way it can crucify you, I think, you know, everything he's ever done is negated up until this this point. And I think that's, it's, it's unfortunate. It's like OJ, it's just like, you know, Michael Vick, when he went through, it's just, uh, it's unfortunate when, what, what they have to go through. But I think tragedy, you know, will transition to triumph. I just don't see Kyrie staying down because of his attitude and just because of the way God works. I just think there's going to be a big lesson for everybody um, out of this. And I just feel like, you know, God's going to show his hand in this. It's unfortunate, but I think 
he better be working on his game. I know that much. So if he ain't working on his game, he's retired. I'm gonna be disappointed. I hope that Kyrie don't let this stop him um, for being who he is. Like because ultimately, whether it be this situation or another, it's just about our freedoms, you know. And we got to be able to respect each other's choice. But at the same time, what else can we do to keep people safe? If it's as it pertains to COVID, if this is what it's really about. Let's look at all the avenues we can choose versus just focusing on one. So I just think there's a lot of elements that we all learning from watching this. And I'm just praying for him, man. I, I pray that he's not done because of this. I pray that he's not done. But I also pray that the lesson or, or whatever we're supposed to get out of this, that we see it soon. I, I would hate to see him go the whole year like a Ron Artest and he ain't do what Ron Artest did. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I would um, I would love what maybe there's some type of special mask he could wear, right? Like some type of special thing he can like put on that'll just isolate him, you know, in, in his situation. Um, I understand that him having to breathe and him having to put that stuff out in the air, it make puts everybody at risk. And I get that, right? Um, but yeah, it's unfortunate right now what's going on with Kyrie. I'm I'm more I'm more on the tired side a little bit. Right. Because if it wasn't this situation, I know with Kyrie, they'd be another one. Yeah. (laughs) You know it. You know it like I know it. Let's not feed into it. Let this die away. Let this just go away. Like, (laughs) yeah, um, it's the main topic right now. And it's just us. Like, like you said, if we don't put attention on it, we we're, we're we're adding fuel to the fire. Um, but you know, I say, I say, just lean on things constructively. I think there's always an avenue to lean on things constructively. There's always an avenue to, to guide us out of the negativity of this. There's always a lesson. So we just got to stand, you know, stand in between, you know, you don't got to take a side. It's just like, let's just keep the sides from crossing. Right. Yep. yep. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, so here we are, we're a Christian podcast. We, we love sports and we talk about sports um, a lot, but we're a Christian podcast at our very core, right? Um, we would love to know how we can pray for you. And you know what's funny? I know you pray huge prayers. So let us join in on that, right? Allow us to hop into the big prayer mode, right? And, and let's big pray with you. Um, how can we how can we pray for you? How can the audience, the listening audience, um, pray for you and keep you lifted as you move forward in your mission and purpose? Um, and it's, it's so crazy. I'm, I'm just so thankful because today I had, uh, somebody called me. We was on a prayer line this morning. Then I had a prayer warrior call me before I got on this call. Cool. <laughs> and I'm like, God, you are just so good. Something big is happening. And I know, um, just to, for me to be protected, um, as certain things are happening, um, meaning my mind, my emotions, um, my relationships, mm. um, you know, these are, these are, these are pretty huge things and it can make people very uncomfortable because it's so big. Um, but I want to, I want the people around me to be able to embrace it, um, to support it and in their mission and in, and in whatever way God has assigned them. So I'm, I'm asking just for covering to be able to position people that are right, um, that are pure, that want to, that value the same things and that I'm not manipulated or I'm not, you know, um, influenced by the wrong things right now we live in very delicate times spiritually so just to be able to stay sane is a big, very big thing now so i think just for protection for thinking um and just you know to continue to spiritually evolve i think that's the most important thing with everything happening i want to be able to get used to miracles i want to be able to get used to miracles i don't want it to be surprising i don't want it to be i want to get used to it so people can feel it they can they can believe in it um, and i want to be an example of it so that's that's my prayer i love it um listen 
I'm, I'm, a, I'm more of a believer in miracles after this conversation, because, you know, conversations are pivotal moments in people's lives, right? Mm-hmm. And this is a conversation I'll remember for sure, because I've, I've kind of went through this phase now, like, I'm like, am I praying big enough? Do I mm-hmm. pray huge enough prayers? And listening to your consistent, huge prayers and how they're being answered and addressed and you're being provided for and things are being opened up changes my perspective on what I should be praying for um just to give you that in this moment so um I appreciate you being here I appreciate this moment um and so I'm, I'm very thankful for this conversation oh man I'm honored and I just I just appreciate you for being in your gift and allowing me to step in your gift with you so thank you so much thank you my absolute pleasure yo tell people where they can find you how they can follow you how they can follow your story right I found you on IG tell people about that right how they can follow you and keep up with you um, I'm on all the platforms. So Coach AJ, AJ, AI, Nicole, N-E, shout out to my mama for spelling my middle name different, N-E-C-O-L-E. Um, I'm on all platforms, uh, Facebook especially, um, AJ, Nicole. Um, I do have a page called Coach AJ too. Um, Instagram, uh, YouTube, the work, hashtag the work, AJ, Nicole. Just go check out the videos. Um, uh, the website, theworkprep.com. If you are interested in consulting business, um, I do player development, mental strength training uh, for professionals and business owners. So um, I just think it's just a powerful thing to have a coach. And if it's not me, I pray that you have a coach, not your friend coach, get you a real coach, right? Get you somebody that's going to make sure you're getting on the right path. So if it's not me, I'm praying that you find the right coach because I believe everybody needs one. I have several. Um, I don't encourage people having too many at, at a time. I say one at a time, just so as you transition, you'll be able to be open to several trainers, several coaches. So I'm encouraging everybody to get a coach, even if it's not me. So do the work on you with somebody. Amen. Thank you so much. We appreciate you for joining us here today. Hey, look, if you've loved what you've listened to, go ahead and do me a favor, like, subscribe, tell more people about it, share with everybody, and do me a favor and go and follow. I'm Coach Nicole. It has been an amazing time talking to you today. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey, listen, for you all who are listening, I love you. I appreciate you. And I hope you have a phenomenal day. God bless.